another edition of the Spaceship's Crypt. I'm Joey Evans. And I'm Alexandra. And we are ready to get started today. I know, I'm excited. This is nice. Now, now it's really, really thundering where we are. I was about to say, it's the perfect time to record like a sci-fi horror podcast. Oh yeah, exactly. We yeah. thought, you know, was it too loud? <laughs> but no, it'll add to the whole ambiance. Yes, yes, there's thunder. You guys can't see the lightning, but there's lightning. It's all just kind of happening. Oh, it's great. It's, it's great. Awesome. And we have a couple of great movies to review. We do. I'm excited about this week's movies. Hopefully you've seen them. If not, yes. we'll let you know whether you should or shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good, know what? Good. We've only had one episode before mm-hmm. now. But we haven't really reviewed any stinkers. No, we do need to review some stinkers. We really do. But see, the problem with reviewing some really bad ones is somebody out there is going to like those movies. Yes. And they're going to write in and go, What? I cannot believe you did not like Sharktopus. <laughs> you know, it's funny you brought up Sharktopus. I know. Twice. Every, every week. That every should be week. a little... Our go-to? Our go-to, yeah. Huh. We might actually have to watch that sometime. Yeah, we really do need to. And Werewolf. Werewolf. <laughs> Werewolf, yes. Yes. All right, so... um. Interesting. Before we before we get into the movies, I know um, this is exciting. We had a yeah. we had a good week. We did. We had a good week. Um, as you probably know, this last week was the birthday yes. of Mary Shelley. And for those of you who don't know, she wrote Frankenstein. Yes, she did mm-hmm. at a very young age. Yes. So as everybody in the sci-fi and horror mm-hmm. must do, yes. we decided to crack out Frankenstein. Oh yeah, we I was had about to Frankenstein. Do that. Yeah, blow you up. Know. Blow the dust off. Yes, there you but go. But there's really no dust on Frankenstein at our no, house. No, it's always it's always out. It really is. It's like it's what version of Frankenstein are we gonna watch? Yes. Because we've got it on DVD, of course, is our first one. Then we've got the 75th year anniversary yeah. thing. It's like two DVDs and we've all that. We got Blu-ray too. Commentary. We got the Blu-ray, yeah. the new Universal yeah. Collection, which is gorgeous. I love that. That's my favorite. It's and it's mm-hmm. got so many different things on it. It's, of course, it's got the commentaries. Yeah. Where people talk, but it's got. Do you remember the old MTV pop-up video? But, but it's got that where it pops up everywhere. I know, and I love the pop-up facts. Oh, it's great. Yes. It really is something that is very interesting, uh-huh. and you're like, wow. Because then you can kind of enjoy the movie, and they pop up. Yeah. Because when you're watching with a commentary, pretty much you it, can't enjoy the movie. No, it's hard to concentrate on both. You either listen to the commentary or the movie. You can't do both. Right, yeah. right. I mean, they're very yeah. fun to do, but they're yeah. people for people who really are into the movie. Yes. You know, otherwise, with these pop-up... They are a bit distracting, but if you've seen it before and you're watching it again, it's good. It's really good. I like the pop-up, but we've I, seen the movie like a billion times, so Right, and it works. the only problem with the pop-up is sometimes people want to watch these with a the commentary as they're doing other things and just listen. Yeah. 
With the pop-up, you do have to watch it. You have to sit, stop what you're doing and watch it. But really, I mean, is it that much of a chore to watch Frankenstein again? <laughs> I know. Yes. So hard to see the awesome Boris Karloff. So we decided to do something different. Yes, we did. As a lot of you out there, mm-hmm. we feel like we're medieval fair people. <laughs> yes, we you do. You know, a lot of people feel like <laughs> they have this, this inner passion for these classic horror uh-huh. and sci-fi. And it's like people don't know about it. No. Or they don't. They don't enjoy it with us. Yes. So we kind of keep it to ourselves. We do. But it's Mary Shelley's birthday. And Mary Shelley would want nothing more than for us to have people over. So what do we do? We cook some dinner and invite some friends over and watch Frankenstein. And it was so cool watching it. Because they had never seen Frankenstein before. So this was the first that they had heard about it because we talk about it all the time. Now, what's interesting is our friends we had over, just a couple of friends. We had one couple who, he he was a Harley mechanic. She's a teacher. A teacher. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we had another person who is like so into sports, he finds a sport every season to get into. Yes. Like if there's nothing, he's into cricket. Uh-huh. You know? So we decided, we weren't sure if they were going to say yes, hey, we're going to watch Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. So brought the projector, and sure enough, they came over. We cooked the food, we had our Frankenstein plates out. Yeah, we, we did. really geeked out on it. We did. Okay? We kind of went a little bit crazy. So we put on Frankenstein. Yes. And it's... It's very interesting. First of all, you can tell people that watch modern movies, like whether it's Pacific Rim, Jurassic World. Now, we have nothing against modern movies, but they're a bit more go, 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 go. Yes, the action is going all the time. Right. Yep. Right. In the older movies, a lot of times it's about the ambiance. And particularly right there at the beginning of the talkie kind of thing, they still hadn't quite got out of that whole silent thing. So there's a lot of times where you have dead space. There's no music in the background. Yep. You know, there's just nothing but someone slowly moving across the screen. Well, and keep in, keep in yeah. mind that Frankenstein was the same year as Dracula. Yes. And, you know, we probably would not want to start someone on Dracula. No, you don't. You have to be really into classic horror to watch Dracula. Right. So, yeah. we, so anyway, we watched it, and they actually enjoyed it. Yes. And what was nice is we would pause it every once in a while yes. and tell them a fact. And that kind of got them interested. Yes. Like they kept talking about young Frankenstein. Yes. How much they loved young Frankenstein. Put the candle back. Put the candle back. <laughs> Which, of course, it was a good movie. Yes. But then we had to pause it and show all the laboratory equipment and say, yep. this is what he bought before he made Young Frankenstein. Yep, and Mel that's Brooks. why Mel Brooks mm-hmm. decided to go into it. Because this was all on a sale. He bought for, what, a dollar? Uh, something like that. Some and, crazy price. And then he made... So they're like, I oh, wish really? I could buy it for a dollar. Right. Yeah. And you know what? They actually... I think they enjoyed it more than they thought they would. I think they did too. I think at first they thought we were really crazy. But yeah. yeah it worked. They liked it, you know? Oh, and then at the end, this this Harley guy, he's a great guy. But yeah. he's, a, he's a Harley mechanic. So, um, or he was. He has a different career now. But um, after Frankenstein, first of all, I was watching to see, is he interested in this? You know, because he <laughs> likes like expendable and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was stuff really that blows up. Right. And then at the end, he goes, that was good. He goes, it was totally different from the book. <laughs> We're like, what? And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> yes. I, I said, you read the book? He's yeah. like, yeah, I read the book. And I'm like, I feel bad. I haven't read the book. No, I haven't read the book either. So I know. I really, it's on my like must read book list, but I always get something new and I, oh, yeah, so, I need to read it. That's so he went on to tell work. us, we know about the book, how they go to the Arctic yeah. Circle and all that stuff, but he told us how different it was and I'm like, huh. Yeah. I've also heard the book is a lot more like Bride than right. it is Frankenstein. So yeah. Yeah. And well, after Frankenstein, we enjoyed the, you know, we, we ate some more and then, I put on Creature of the Black Lagoon in oh, 3D. Just my for them to, favorite movie. Really just for them to see the 3D effect yes. of the 60s. We thought we'd just watch like five minutes of it because at this point it's getting late. But they wanted to watch the whole thing. We ended up watching the entire Once Creature. Once you start Creature, you could not stop. 
if you want to get someone into classic sci-fi and horror, yes, Creature of the Black Lagoon is the perfect gateway drug. Yes, it is. It is the perfect one. I think it, it was probably seeing Creature that really made me love sci-fi horror. Right. Like, until that, I liked it. But once I saw Creature, it was like, this is amazing. This is it. This is my life. Yeah. You know, it's, Creature is awesome. And it's a great bridge because yes. it's sci-fi and it's horror. It is. It's both of them. Right. So, uh, they loved Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yes. And 3D, too. I could talk about Creature all the time. Yeah. And eventually, we're going to... Uh, this yes. is not our Creature talk. No, but, this um, is not. <laughs> so, we want, I, I want to talk about it all the time. But the Blu-ray one we have actually does have it in 3D. Yes. And so I love that. We have the special glasses The nice glasses. Yeah. Not yeah. the $100 glasses. No. They actually have glasses now that are really good. Amazon. And it's, it's really well done. It's so good. And the 3D is better than the 3D today. The 3D movies today just... Make you want to puke. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The Minion movie, it's oh, like... Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurl. Yeah. It's crazy. This week, we're going to be talking about two movies, but the first one is the 1958 William Castle War of the S- Satellites. And I totally got that wrong. It's the 1958 Roger Corman... War of the Satellites. Ooh, you just accredited William Castle to a Roger Corman I did. movie? We're doing another William Castle movie. So sorry, Roger Corman, that I did that. And yeah. to the Castle family. He'd but be yes, upset. He would be very upset, yes. Yeah, War of the Satellites, 1958. Yes, I feel like this big giant octopus, you know, tentacle is now going to come and like pull oh, me yeah. off. You're going to get killed Corman style. I'm going to get Commonized. And that's the way to go right <laughs> that's there. That's the way I want to go, right there. Yeah, and for you that, <laughs> for you that know, I mean, Roger Corman is pretty much, well, I was going to say the Bruce Campbell of directors. Yes, he is. But I love Roger Corman. I think he's awesome. And I would love to meet him one day. And by relation, I love Gene Corman. We were driving down the road and we saw like a car dealership that said Gene Corman car dealership. Oh, yeah. We stopped to want to buy a car there just because it said Gene Corman. I was like, is he really on hard times? <laughs> you know, yes. is he selling used cars now? <laughs> Different Gene Corman. <laughs> But, Man, oh yes. well. I want to walk in and say, do you have a giant crab mobile? Please. <laughs> Out of paper mache. So, so War of the Satellites. Yes. First, let me tell you a bit about War of the Satellites. Okay. It was kind of written in the 50s okay. when satellites were brand new. And the whole race to space was there with Sputnik, Cold War, all that stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting was they wanted to put something about satellites into theaters. Yes. Now, Roger Corman was brilliant in the fact that he would take anything pop culture yep. and stick it into a movie. Yes. And he would turn it quick. I know. I read that this film took eight days to film. Eight days to film. It was supposed to take ten days, but it took eight. And what That's they, crazy. And they said it was like four to six weeks between mm-hmm. starting the idea yes. and into theaters. And that is amazing. That's because ridiculous. they had to hurry up because they knew satellites were about to actually go into space. Right. They wanted to get it out before people, but it was like amazing. Yeah, and initially, Start to finish. they wow. didn't know what satellites looked like, so Roger Corman could make them look however he wanted. And adorable, too. I must say, I love how in that movie, we actually see the little satellite kind of like pieced together in space. Yep. Great special effects. Oh. So cute. I like the little wires, but I'm like, that's so awesome. Cute. I'm sure that's exactly what Roger Corman <laughs> sure. was going for. I'm sure he's like cringing right now going, it wasn't meant to be cute. Yeah. But I love that. That was really cool. I kind of clapped my hands when I saw that. It was good. Yeah, was that was great. Good. Yeah. Now, I can must say also, when we were watching this, we actually have the Shout Factory restoration, mm-hmm. their DVD set of it. Kudos to Shout Factory. Very well good. done, Shout Factory. It looks amazing. Because sometimes watching those movies, when they haven't been restored, is painful. It is. It's rough, even though yeah. we love those. But then a lot of times mm-hmm. when you get the, um, hey, we're going to stick 100 movies on this one DVD. Yeah. 
They're yeah. such bad quality. The audio is bad. Oh. But the new Shout Factory restoration. They did so good. It's amazing. Yeah, I must admit, I go to Shout Factory's website a lot just to look to see what's new. Yeah, they also have yeah. Attack of the Crab Monsters. Yes, they do. And Not of this earth. Not of this earth. Yes. And War of the Satellites, all three. Yep. You can get them on Amazon or wherever. We go to Amazon. At your favorite horror sci-fi movie dealer. Aww. Ding! <laughs> yeah, so anyway, okay, one thing I found interesting yep. from this movie. So mm-hmm. the whole premise is we send these satellites up yes. and aliens keep shooting them down. Yes. Well, they keep crossing a barrier and blow up. Yes. And We're an inferior race or something like that, right? We always are. I Come know. On. So um, it goes up and these aliens finally contact Earth and say, you can't leave your planet. Yep. You have to stay there. You're a disease. You're a parasite. Yes. Which I found fascinating, the whole idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine how claustrophobic you would be if you could just not leave the planet. Yes. Although right now, how many people have actually left the planet? Like a hundred. Yeah. It's a yeah. Well, big hand. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if all of a sudden you knew you couldn't yeah. leave the planet, it would make you want two more. Yes. Because I started thinking, this whole space thing, everybody's shutting down their space station over their, their space programs are too expensive. But if we were told we couldn't leave the planet... Wow. Do you imagine... I mean, I would imagine we would already be halfway across the galaxy right we now. We would be. We'd already be on Mars. Because once you tell the American race... Uh, sorry, human race... Yeah. You can't do something, uh-huh. they come together and they do it. Yes, they do. So, the whole premise behind this, I Talk find about world, world peace. Everyone would come together. Oh, yeah. Th- That's what like, we need to do. We need some aliens to come help us. Yes. So, we're yes. going to send this podcast out into space... Yes, we will. ...and say... Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, Help us be united. Probably shouldn't do that. No, that might be awkward. But, okay, so anyway, how how did you like the movie? I, re- I liked the movie. I, I did too. I liked it. Um, I like how at the beginning we see the teenagers in the car. Yep. Like kissing and everything. And they do that little like high-fi with that really corny grin. Oh. I love the cheese yes. Roger Corman brings. Yes, the cheese. Ro- Roger Corman movies are just fun. Yes, they are. I read one review about this. Um, a guy has a website called A Thousand Misspent Hours. Mm-hmm. I love his website. He, yes. re- he watches all these movies and he reviews them. Yep. And he kind of said, well, I was hoping it would be a bit more serious about the real Cold War problems. And I'm like, I don't. No. Roger Corman is fun. I kind of watch movies just to kind of tune all that stuff out. Yeah, there's yeah. there some that you want to see that, but then the Roger Corman yeah. is just like... I no. just want to see him do. do fun I just things. want him to see see special effects. Right. Oh, and his special effects. Yes. I will tell you, his special effects in this one are are very good. Oh yeah, particularly that charred hand of Van Ponder. You know when he gets burned. Yep. Yes, and then you see the hand being restored, the skin being restored. Awesome. Oh yeah. That was amazing. I love that. Now keep in mind, they're not great by today's standards. No. But considering it was filmed in eight days. Right. Yeah. Hello. It's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. And it's fun. And then, yeah, that's one of the best scenes yes. out there. I must admit, um, we watched the other day Mask of the Red Death, Roger Coleman, Vincent Price. And I'm when we, I, we were watching that, I kind of was thinking how I missed, there wasn't like a monster or some like right. special effects. It was just like, I missed that about Coleman. Yeah. Coleman to me is all about... Quick, cheesy, special effects, fun movies. See, and that's that's different because most yes. people, when they think of Roger Corman, they think of Poe. Yes. And they think of Vincent Price. Yes. Which, which we are going to get into those later. Yes. And I love Vincent Price and I love Roger Corman. Right. So, you know, but for me, I feel like Roger Corman is, needs to be that, that cheese factor kind of thing. Yeah. And not, not, yeah. it's not just cheese. It's, no. it's fun. It's fun. It's yeah, enjoyable. cheese is not the right word. I was thinking, I can't I think of another cheese. word. But, but I think people out there know what I'm talking about. Now, yeah. one thing I do like with... Um, low-budget filmmakers, mm-hmm. it seemed to be the thing to do. If you want to advance the plot on a budget, 
Yes. You do it by newspaper articles. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not if like if aliens invade. Uh-huh. Okay. You could spend so much money yes. showing aliens landing wherever, from a farm to a capital. Yes. And it's every everywhere, you know? Yeah. And that would take days of shooting, special effects, or you could write a headline that says Aliens invade and have it twisting and land in front of the camera. Yes. And then if they're fought, America fights back. Twist, land in front of the camera. Yes. And in that 30 seconds, you have just advanced the plot. Yes. In from we're by ourselves to now we're at war with aliens. Yes. And you've used $30. Yeah. It's all very quick. But I do like how he does that. I do like how also in this movie we learned a very important lesson. I Mm -hmm. feel like some of these movies we learn lessons. Yep. And this lesson we learned is that if you have a perfect asymmetrical face, it means you're an alien. That's true. Yep. I felt that that was a good lesson. I have gone around studying people's faces just to see, are you an alien? (laughs) Yeah, that is the one way that... There's one guy who is... (laughs) Taken over by an alien, yeah, pretty vamp- much. Yeah, Vamponda. Mm-hmm. And they can tell he's an alien because he's perfectly symmetrical. Yep. So look around you, folks. <laughs> if there's anyone symmetrical, they could be an alien. Aliens are here. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And this whole thing was, they said, an estimated budget of $70,000. Wow. 70000 Which means it cost about... $30 to film, uh-huh. and he pocketed $69,990. Some, that sounds about right. Mm. Okay, yeah. No, it, it was it was actually really well done. It was. He, Coleman himself even makes a cameo in yep, this. Yeah, he does. He makes actually two cameos. The one I noticed, the other one I had read about, the first one he makes the cameo in is the ground controller when they're in space. Yes. That's the first time he makes the cameo. Yep. Then the, the second time he's actually one of the mourners in the funeral up on the spaceship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't see that one, so I'm going to have to go back and see it. But, yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, Corman shows up. He mm-hmm. does the whole Hitchcockian thing where he shows he up with the ground controller. Awesome. Really nice. That's good. The other thing I like in this movie is how we go to space in the comfiest lounge chairs ever. Oh. okay. Yeah, it's really nice that NASA got uh-huh. together with Lazy Boy. <laughs> yes, they did. To go ahead. <laughs> and, and that's one thing that Tom Weaver wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole book, you know, Tom Weaver is fantastic. You oh. have his books on sci-fi; they're amazing. I think we have every single one of them. Oh, I love yeah. them. But yeah. um, but Weaver did an interview. The actors would say, "We love how comfy those chairs are. I mean, yes. they are recliners. They are so comfy. I mean, we're going to space. Let's go ahead and lean back. Let's go ahead and recline. I mean, there's there, there's <laughs> no, I mean, there's there are no seat seat belts or anything. It's nope. just you get in the chair, you lean back. Let's go to space. Let's go to space it's, in style. It's perfect. Yes. It's such a great movie. Now, we're going to start doing a new movie rating thing of I give two thumbs up and you give two thumbs up. What would you do for this? Well, before I go into that, okay, I want to say mm-hmm. um, the whole movie, I think, is extremely well written. Yes. And it doesn't seem like typical Korma movie Yeah. where the actors improv most things. Yes. I will agree with that. It's very different to something like Attack of the Crab Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yes. And, then, and, of course, the final saying in movies, the final saying in this one is, we've made it. Yes. The whole universe is our new frontier. Now the whole universe is our frontier. We could even call it the final frontier. <gasps> Ooh. These are the voyages of Roger Corman's spaceship people. Satellite. Things. Yeah. doesn't have the same ring it, as it, Enterprise, does no, it? No, it doesn't. Ugh. Okay, so rating this movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, rating this movie. Um, I would give it one thumb up. I would do. I was thinking one, one and a half, but I can't really do that half thing with my I'd thumb. probably give it one and a half, too. Yeah. I want to reserve two for, like, you have to 
turn us off right now and go watch it. Yes. Look, but this... Yes. I think people need to watch it. I think they do too. It, you have to watch this movie. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. And the good thing about Roger Corman and a lot of these B mm-hmm. movies are they don't waste time. No. If it doesn't advance the plot... Bang, 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 bang. Kick bang, it out. Yeah. It's happening all the time. It's got to move, move, move. And in, in a lot of movies, it's some of them crawl. Yes. And I think that's why Corman still stands up now. Right. Because modern movies are so bang, 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 bang. So it's Corman. Corman's yep. bang, 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 bang. It all is just happening. There are some other movies that are so slow. Yeah. It's, it's hard to watch now because we're used to stuff happening all the time. And but Corman was ahead of his generation. Corman is mm-hmm. fantastic with that. Yes, he is. So, okay, I would agree. I'd give it one and a half if we, yes. if we could. So, you know what? Yeah. Let's say three out of four thumbs up. There you go. That's not bad. If you want to be kind of technical, we'll give it two. Yeah. But I would say three out of four thumbs up. I would too. Yeah. I would agree so. with that. Yeah. It's a great movie. Go out and watch it. Get the Shout Factory DVD. Yep. Yes, it will be worth it. So definitely do that. All right, Absolutely. so the mm-hmm. next one. And now we're t- going to try to cover at least two movies in each yes. podcast. So we've done the sci-fi. Check. Yeah, we're going to try to do one mm-hmm. sci-fi, one horror. Yeah. We might not stick to that. Sometimes we might do two sci-fi Ooh, or two mix horror. Mix it up a little bit. But Ooh. right now we're going to go into the horror genre. Okay, okay. And we're going to reach way back into 1960. Yes. And we're going to see our friend William Castle once more. Yes, we saw him last time. Yes, mm-hmm. and we are going to watch... What are we going to watch? 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, first, I have to say, I love this premise. Yes. I mean, the premise of getting a house. Yeah. And the guy was a ghost collector. I think that's the best idea ever. I even How wrote awesome that down. That? Best inheritance ever. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. just, that is just fantastic. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. Best premise ever. And I liked the house that they inherit, too, in the sets. Yep. William Castle has great sets. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know who his set designer was, but kudos to them. William Castle is fantastic. Yeah. Really great. Now, again, William Castle, for you that don't know, um, of course, he did House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, we talked about that last time. We talked about Mm -hmm. it last time. He was kind of the king of gimmicks. Yes, he was. Now, this one, this the movie was filmed in kind of Illusiono, is what they called it. Okay. And it was kind of a 3D thing. Uh Uh-huh. It was shot in 3D, but then... The ghost viewers had like a red filter and a blue filter. Okay. But unlike the 3D viewers or glasses, both eyes would look through the same color filter. And the red filter would cause the ghostly images to intensify while the blue filter caused the images to fade. Oh. So anyway, that was kind of the gimmick, but it didn't, it wasn't really well received. No. People would actually write, it's good except for the gimmick. Some of the reviews Really? Yeah. Okay. So... Now, we did not watch with a gimmick. No, It's we available didn't. now. I'm not even sure. If, I'm sure they have a copy with the gimmick. But I'm sure they do. Just watch it straight up. Yeah, it was fine. I didn't even realize until after that there was a gimmick. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Now, once again, I will say with this movie, Castle really hits the mark with the whole haunted house thing. Yes, he must have just loved haunted houses. I don't know what it was. There he must really, have been a reason there. He just hits it out of the park. Because, again, you've got the secret passageways uh-huh. and everything. Yep. Can I say the daughter? I cannot pronounce her name, but the daughter, she reminds me of Maggie from The Walking Dead. Every time I saw her, I thought, Maggie, Yeah. Walking Dead. It was like, it was hard for me to go past that. Yep. It was, I, I remember seeing that too. And it's fun yeah. to see people in them that you'd see in later films yes yes yeah. like for example the um housekeeper yep. margaret hamilton do we know do you know where we know her from yes and it took me a while to figure it I out i know because when you see her yes you're gonna be like where have i seen her before i know her yes and 
do you want to say she was the witch? I'm melting from Wizard of Oz. Yes. Oh, so cool. And to she see her. still has that look. She does. She has not changed at all. And even without, you know, in the Wizard of Oz, they've got like she's got a wart on her nose, doesn't she? I'm sorry. We call that a beauty mark. Okay, sorry, a beauty mark on mm-hmm. her nose. But she doesn't have that in this movie. But no. yet you still know from that nose that it's her. Well, the only reason I knew is because the kid keeps saying it, the house also comes with a witch, and then points at her, and I'm like, the witch. Yes. That's where I've seen her before. Yes. Okay, and, yes. Which is pretty funny. They kind of call it a witch That is nice how they do that. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I like that family. They have such a cute little banter. Like, even when they have lost everything before yep. they get this new house, they're sitting there in the living room just with a birthday cake. They are just so nice to each other. Yeah, and I think there were times that you felt like the dialogue was written more like a comedy. Yes. And then... A haunted house type of thing. Yeah, yeah. This kind of had that comical kind of lightness right. to it. Like it wasn't serious, like House on Haunted Hill. No, I yeah. mean even the even when they're sitting there as a family. Yes. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna play Uno? Yeah. Are we gonna play Go Fish? No. There happens to be a Ouija board right here. Yes. Let's play at the Ouija board. I know. Who play with the Ouija board? So it, in yeah. in a house with ghosts. I know. So, right. But the whole banter was really well done. It was really done, yeah. This was my first William Castle film that I've seen that wasn't with Vincent Price. So I like to see what he did without Vincent Price in it. Because, you know, right. sometimes some particular person and one a- actor can kind of just really mesh. Yep. It was nice to see William Castle do something different. That was cool. I liked that. Now, I, I will say that one thing I didn't like about this was I think they showed us a bit too much too early as far as the ghosts. Yes. Because... You know, the whole House on Haunted Hill was so good because it was suspense. Yes, it was. You know, the least scary parts were the the servant person on roller skates. Yes. You know, but the suspense of going around the corner, yep. doors shutting, mm-hmm. things like that really added that eeriness. Yes. Like in this particular movie, I we saw the plot coming pretty early on. Now, we didn't see the twist. Yes, I have. I saw the twist coming, but yes. What? Yes. You uh, could well, kind of see. I, I, knew, I knew who it was, but I didn't know... Oh, the, you, the, the particular ghost. Oh, okay, yes. I'm sorry. I see what you mean. Yes. Now, there is a part. You mm-hmm. see a lot of the ghosts, and the ghosts are kind of done in that way of um, the old Charlie Chaplin style thing where it's kind of a transparent yeah. person. You yeah. Know? And a lot of them do look kind of cheesy. Yes. They I do like the lion tamer and the lion. That the was lion cool. tamer is good. And, and I also like the ghost love. Now, the lion tamer, this is interesting, a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes here. When they were filming it, mm-hmm. the main actor said, Are you so excited about this lion ghost being there? Yep. So they brought the ghost in, and he, he imagined this really hardy just scary lion well they got a lion well past its prime <laughs> and they said it was the mangiest looking animal in the world and then as they're filming the lion tamer is trying to get it all routed up and all this stuff yep. all of a sudden it starts to pee <laughs> and when a lion pees yes. it's a lot different than a dog or whatever it's and he his in his words it's a lot different in intensity and volume. Uh, and it also goes straight back. So while uh, the lion is peeing all over the people, everywhere. Yeah. Except for the cameraman who drops the camera and grabs a piece of plywood to cover himself as the lion comes around. Oh, yuck. Which oh. is pretty funny. Make, Imagine oh, that little, smell. Oh, that's A little nasty. fun thing. But anyway, there is a lion yep. ghost there, too. There is a lion ghost. Now, a lot of them, they show up as transparent items. But mm-hmm. then there's also some poltergeist feel where all of a sudden you'll see... Something float across the room, yes. a knife or whatever slowly. And you see the flowers slowly wilting. I liked that. That was nice. That was nice. nice I like that. Remind, nice. remind me of that little magic trick you get for like a dollar. Yep. You know? 
Now, I will tell you, there are two types of people in this world I've noticed that. Mm -hmm. Because there are people standing there in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, a coffee cup will float right in front of their face. Yep. And float to the other side of the room. There are two types of people. Okay. There are the watchers. Yes. And the grabbers. Yes. Now, I haven't actually been in that situation. No. Where something's floating in front of me. Yeah. But I am quite sure I would grab it. I'm confident I would too. Why doesn't anyone grab it? I don't know. I'm a grabber. I'm a grabber. I'm actually a swatter. I'd be swatting around everywhere. Yeah, you are a swatter. You're a runner too. I am. <laughs> I can imagine you just sprinting away from that. Yeah, and screaming. Even, even the peeing lion, you'd run, run from that? I would definitely run. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. But a peeing ghost lion. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It depends if it smells or not. Now, the best thing though... <laughs> Is the kid's not phased at all mm-hmm. by the house. No, he's okay? not. He's brave. He's, I mean, he goes up to the attic. He starts watching the ghost lion. And the ghost lion tamer, who has no head. Yeah. That do- obviously doesn't phase him. It doesn't the fact him. that he doesn't have a head. You know, he kind of reminds me of the kid in The Shining. Yes. You know, the whole red rum kid? Yeah. Red, red rum. rum. Red rum. Yeah. And the kid who would ride his little three-wheeler yep. everywhere. Yeah. And it's just let's go, let's go chase those two spooky twins. Yes. The kid reminded me of that. Uh huh. Exactly. Going in the attic, going anywhere. And he seemed to like talk to the ghosts right. too. He knew all their names, knew all their little stories. Yeah. I must admit how I liked how they had those fancy glasses to see the ghosts. Yes. I think they would be a top seller on Amazon. Oh, ghost glasses. Yeah. I think Amazon should look at that. I think they should. I think they should too. Well, only if it's Prime. I want it in two days. Yeah, I do too. But now, or next day. <laughs> there are some good jump moments because mm-hmm. at first, you know, I was like, okay, he's showing the ghost too early. Yeah. But then later, I don't want to give away the plot if you yes. haven't seen it. Later, there are some real scares that happen. Yes, there because is. Because you start seeing these transparent ghosts, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, behind the curtain, you see a real good live ghost. ghost. Is that proper? I guess one that's like real. Yes. You know, all of a sudden, the spooky. He's got like the tattered jeans. And, and his makeup looks amazing. Look. I then loved he how that looks. Walking around someone's bed. Yep. And that, I think. I is jumped really good. very high during that. I have, yeah. yes, I wrote that down. Jumped very high. Up until that point, I was like, oh no, is this just going to be this yeah. little, little go special effects? But no, he does yeah. get you with that. Yeah. But I must admit, I kind of, you know, with that whole, the person who ends up being, I don't want to ruin anything, so I'm trying to be very cryptic. Right. But the person who in the end kind of causes some damage and stuff you kind of could see it happening yeah so when it did happen i was like well well i knew he was going to be i knew he was going to do something but yes. i wasn't sure he was it was going to be that yes so it is a good i twist. guess i guess that it, you're right yeah you knew he was going to do something you're just not sure exactly what so i guess you're right yeah 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 now we talked about the banter mm-hmm. i will tell you one of the best conversations when the kid walks in to see his mom in the kitchen right yes and he is just in the attic yes and he says Mom, I met a lion and a man without a head. Yes. She goes, that's nice. I know. He tells two people that. They're both like, that's nice. I know. If No one's bothered. If our kid said that to us, I'd be like, wow, I am there. What yeah. are you talking about? I want to go see this yeah. lion. I want to go see a lion in my house. Yeah, so now the twist at the end is really good. It is really Very good. Very William Castle style. And the twist yes. kind of reminded me of the house on Haunted Hill twist. It did. It did have that same kind of feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I liked this movie, but I love House on Hill, House on Haunted Hill. It was this movie was good, yes. not great. No, and I think it suffered by I think all the actors did a fantastic job. Uh huh. But it did not have that one dominant actor like exactly. a Vincent Price. It did. The main star of this movie is the kid, the little boy. Yeah, he was like the he was a child actor at the time. Uh-huh. He got top billing. He did amazing. 
he did really good but he was kind of the person who had to carry this whole movie and i think you needed like a strong you know adult character to do that right and i think margaret hamilton was mm-hmm. a big deal that she i kind of i kind of wish she was there a little bit more right she kind of would appear and then disappear i wanted more of her she more adds the atmosphere yes you know so now okay since since we're talking about this mm-hmm. before we rate it we went ahead and watched the new 13 Ghosts. We did. With Monk. Yes, and Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub, of course. And Shannon Elizabeth from yes. American Pie. Who was way too old to be playing a teenager. That was the big thing that got me. That just annoyed me the whole time. Yeah, She's she was... crying about daddy, and I'm like, hello, you're 30. Yeah, it was it was a bit odd. It was weird. Now, 13 Ghosts, the new one, I think it's... It's produced by William Castle's daughter, right? Right. She was a co-producer. That's awesome. uh, I thought that was cool. Terry Castle, who also helped with the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But that's cool. So it was good. Go her. Now, again, it was... Maybe we should ask her to do a remake of The Tingler. Ooh, The Tingler. Ooh. But now, I will Mm. say, the whole... I think the only way it stuck to the old story... Yes. ...was the fact that there are 13 ghosts. Yes. And they get a house. And they get a house. Yeah. And after that... Yep. I mean, all bets are off. Yes. They really had a lot of the gore factor. Oh, my goodness. And they had a lot of the real ghosts I would and not show this remake to kids. Oh, no, not at all. No. No, it was... There's a lady walking around. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It was different. And it was okay. It was yeah. not great, but um, I prefer the older one better. Me too. I preferred the remake of um, 13 Ghosts more than the remake of House on Haunted Hill. That's probably true. I, that was, I thought that was a better remake, but... It's still, the new um, 13 Ghosts is not my favorite movie. No. By any means. No. But in terms of the remakes, I did prefer this one. Well, I kept waiting for Tony Shalhoub, you know, to go <laughs> start straightening, straightening things, yes, you know? Yes, yes, go start I mean, he's running from everything. a ghost, a ghost kicks over a book. He, goes, and he cusses, me, too, and I'm like, Mr. Monk, you can't do that. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for him because we've just typecast him, but yeah. sorry. It was good, though. It was yeah. really well done. It was really good. But um, it was a good yeah. remake. I wouldn't rank it up there with it. No, by no means. You really shouldn't remake a classic. No. But if you do, do it their way. Make it completely different. Yeah. Don't remake it the way it was. I think that's the way you have to do remakes. You got to. Yeah. Or you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail either way. Let's be honest. Yeah. Maybe they should just not remake movies. Yeah. Throwing the idea out there. Well, don't tell Universal because I am excited about seeing their remakes. I cannot wait to see the remake of Creature with Scarlett Johansson. I know. I love her. Yes. I know. It's going to be good. I, yes. It won't be as good, I'm sure. I w- would love to see how they're doing the creature. That's kind of to see. I would love to see. see them go do it in black and white. <gasps> Ooh. It won't happen. No, they, they wouldn't do that. But it would be great to see some of those old movies in black and white. It would be. You know, imagine when those come out, you can all of a sudden start going to Halloween Horror Nights again. Yeah. Because they bring back our stuff. Yeah. You don't just have a clown chasing you. I know. This year at Halloween Horror Nights, they do have American Werewolf in London. That's true. Yes. That might be one of the ones we should cover. It, it should be. Is yeah. it worth spending $300, though, just to go see one house? No. 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 So, okay. So, now, yeah. House of Haunted Hill. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. 13 Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in William Castle mode here. Yeah. All right. So, out of two thumbs, what would you give it? Oh, I want to say one, maybe a half. One or one and a half? No, one or a half, like a half a thumb. I would give it one. Okay. I think. Um, Should you watch this movie? If you're really into old, old horror. Yes, and you really love William Castle, you should watch it. You should. The atmosphere is good. Yeah. Um, Don't think you're going to be terrified. No. Or see something epic. Yeah. But I think it is part of our culture, and I think this is definitely... The storyline is great behind it. It is. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll 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 say we give it probably two thumbs. Yeah, I say two thumbs. That sounds good. 
two thumbs up. Love it. So, excellent. So, good. We've talked about 13 Ghosts. We did. And we've talked about... War of the Satellites. satellites. All right. So, we're not sure what we're going to review next time. Well, uh, we have some ideas. Maybe some colorful ghosty. Some, ooh. Some heavy hitters. Yes. Yes. We actually did recently watch Body Snatcher. We did. So, we might review that. I think we should watch that one. Maybe while we're at it, we should just talk about Frankenstein. Yeah, see, that's going to be a tough one to get into Frankenstein or Creature. Oh. But eventually we have to start getting into the heavy hitters. We do. We have to. We can't We can't just avoid them all the time. And we really haven't introduced the podcast yet either. No, we haven't. So maybe next maybe. time we need to actually explain what we're doing. Maybe. <laughs> so people kind of know our, our idea. But we're more about getting just straight into the meat Yes, we just went, yes, I love meat and potatoes. Mm-mm-mm. So, all right. So not sure what we're going to do, but I think we have some good ideas for next time. I think we do too. So, Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. Again, I want to say to everybody out there, yep. I know we're at a lot of monster kids listening out there, yep. a lot of the new generation that's yes. going to rediscover the true golden age of movies. Yes. So take those. Go to your go to used movie stores. Go yep. to wherever you can. Get online streaming. We have a great place near us called Jean's Book out on Sanibel. Oh yeah. Jean's Books, I should say. Yes, they have great DVDs and old movies there. We go there all the time. And we go to a place called Half Price Books half to price see if books. there's anything that's yes. that's old and just start watching. For a dollar, you can't go wrong. Really, it's time to take your mind, turn it off, yep. and just. Yep. Blow that dust off those old movies and start to enjoy them. Rediscover something new. Well, yeah. thank you again for joining thank us. Thank you so much. It was fun. And I'm Joey Evans. I'm Alexandra. And this was the Spaceships Crypt. Thanks, guys. Bye.